It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Alstyle. Uh, hi, I'm, I apologize for being a bit late, but everyone, <laughs> my first interview ran over a bit. Sorry about that. I, I think within three minutes is still musician punctual. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I I, 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 I'm a big thing for punctuality. <laughs> oh. July second, Displays Theater. It is Howard Jones live in the Chicago area. Midyear also on the bill. Howard is here, and Howard, I feel joy when I say your name. I feel joy when I think about your music. When I listen to the first three albums, especially. I feel almost a visceral return to when I was growing up, you know, back when the world seemed like it was full of unlimited possibility. I want to talk about your new stuff. I want to talk about your more contemporary music, but it's hard not to jump right in with that emotional connection to the early stuff. And I'm sure you get that a lot. Yes. Yes. And I totally understand that. You know, it is, it is me. <laughs> <laughs> it is you. Yes. <laughs> well, you, you never stopped delivering great music. So, all the way through the summer's release of Dialogue. Let's start there. The third album in a trilogy. I, I feel like we can draw a straight line to this new stuff, the, the songs on Dialogue from Stay With Me off of Transform. I feel like this is, you kind of set the table for where, where this album was going to go. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I, um, I was listening to a lot of Earth, Earth, Wind and Fire and I love, I love funky uh, tracks. And I also love sort of full-on almost uh, gothic type um, synth, you know, beats and things like that, you know, very square and, um, you know, with, with a big sort of melody over the top. So, yeah, so I, I think there's, there's two tracks which are, which are quite funky, which is the celebrate, uh, celebrate It Together and also I Believe In You, and they sort of are twins. And then the rest mm -hmm. of it is very, is very electronic you know synth mm -hmm. electronic um, no guitars just all the banging synths so yeah so um but i think it hangs together fine we put celebrate at the front and i believe in you as the last track on the on the running order uh, i know people make up their own running orders now you know with streaming and everything but yeah i like to sort of um you know, still, I'm st I still think of people listening to an album all yes. the way through as the artist intended. Yeah. Well, yes. And I think you said it. Album sequencing is a lost art. It's so important because it's one complete vision. It's one complete work. You have to, the sequence yeah. is everything. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why people like vinyl so much, mm -hmm. you know, because they've got just got one little break in the middle. Um, but it's 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 a lot harder to sort of select tracks on an LP. You have to keep getting up and down, and then you miss <laughs> the front of it. And so I think that's one of the attractions of the LP. You you sit back and listen to the the way the artist wanted you to hear it. Yeah, for twenty minutes, for for good or ill, you're in that vision because you're right. You're not getting up to requeue tracks. You you are in that vision for twenty minutes yes. at, a, at a turn. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been I've been slow to to con to you know convert to releasing my music on on vinyl, but I, I I think I've got it now. I think I work with a local mastering engineer, and we get I feel you know get a really good sound out out of the vinyl. And I think that when you put the care in, and you know it can sound good. I mean, still a little 
I don't like the scratches so much, but you know, it's all part of the, of it the is. vibe. Isn't it? People it like is. it. Well, let's talk about celebrated together since you mentioned it. Mm. My feet are dancing on the ground. My heart is in the stratosphere. Positive mm. vibes about a relationship. It's that, that giddiness you feel with being or of being yeah. with the right person. I didn't even necessarily read it as a romantic song. It's just about no. being in the right situation. Yeah, I mean, I I really absolutely avoided writing any any lyrics during the lockdown period and the whole time when we couldn't see anyone. And I thought I'm going to save it until you know the tide is turned and we, we're, we're you know we're actually come you know being able to see each other, hug each other again. And I wanted to write the most positive song that I've ever written, unashamedly. Isn't it great to be alive? You know, we've survived this and we've come out the other side and let's celebrate the fact we can see each other, look into each other's eyes. And um, I thought if if it was released in the middle of, of the pandemic, I don't know if I'd have felt comfortable now, <laughs> you know, because it's like not really appropriate. But now that we're sort of coming through that um, and having hope for the future and the hope that we can turn around all these existential issues that we, you know that are going on for us on this planet that this is the song to to give people hope and, and energy to go forward i was really hoping for that well you nailed it and an optimistic tone isn't always fashionable but no, that's exactly. always been your thing i mean i, I listen yeah. to things things can only get better i mean yeah the, the yeah that's optimism. right well, yes i know i know and i you know I, I, in some you know, uh, <laughs> quarters, I get hammered for that. But I unashamedly want to do that because it, it's the, the songs aren't pr- appropriate for every occasion, of course, those those songs. But when you need a boost and when you need to, like, get through a difficult situation, that's what I'm thinking of. That's when the song comes into its own, where it helps you get over this little hump, you know, into the next the next phase of your life and and you're off flying again, you know, and that's what I, I really feel music can, can do that can uplift our spirits and send us soaring again. Mm-hmm. You know, who doesn't like things can only get better monsters, <laughs> absolute monsters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe in you going back to dialogue. It, it does yeah, yeah. have that, that slinky vibe. I think my favorite part of the song, there's this, really cool breakdown in it where this the song just basically loses its gravity and kind of floats away it, it becomes ethereal before coming back down to earth it's a really well constructed song uh well well thank you um yeah i mean i i i love um i love the format of the of the of the pop song you know the the verse the bridges the the middle eights and something unexpected <laughs> so I'm, I'm always playing with that i i i've noticed that people tend to write songs that you know don't sort of move they don't use many chords i mean that's where we are at the moment with, with pop and you know that's my thing really i i like to take people into another another direction but also you know not too much so you know to really sort of you know, keep it so it, it doesn't go too wild um, and lose lose people. You know, so I I, I just I love but I love the it's you know the format of a pop song is a real little jewel really, and um, it's nice to sort of tinker with it and 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 surprise people. 
Well, it, also on this new album, a song called My My One True Love. This mm. feels the most cinematic of what I've heard so far. There, there's a almost visual sensibility yeah. to what I'm hearing there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I it, it it came from a, a dream that <laughs> is reoccurring for me. I I wake up in a cold sweat, um, <laughs> thinking that my my dearest loved ones um, have turned their back on me and left me and and I, I wake up is it true is it is it real no I mean I'm I'm hoping that other people have a similar sure. experience uh, and it's not just me but I'm pretty sure that it's not just me and I thought I really must write about it because the root of it is is the the fear of losing the the you know the people that you love and you know it's a really visceral thing and I think that when you give your heart to someone or a group of people, your family and, or, you know, whoever that may be, that you take this big risk. Um, and so, you know, they could run away with your heart and just, you know, dump you or whatever, you know, in the next moment. But the act of giving <laughs> your heart is so human, isn't it? You know, it's what we do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's what makes us human. And the fear that goes with it, um, you know, I, I, I it, it's the price we pay, but it's, it's worth it. It's the, the price is worth it. Yeah. One, one thing I never like to do when I talk to an artist is compare that artist's music to someone else's music. <laughs> that said, that said, who you really want to be. Yeah. When I first heard that song, I'm like, oh my God, I, I hear Giorgio Moroder. I hear Donna Summer, <laughs> I Feel Love. Oh, right. Oh, great. Right. Well, I suppose, I, you know, I, 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 ta- I, I, in, I tap into uh, all kinds of input in my, uh, <laughs> you know, in my, in my head. Um, and I, I, I'm sure there's, there's, yeah, that's right. No, I'd never thought of that, actually. You, you, you're right. There's, a, there's definitely a flavor of that. Those bubbly synths give this song yeah. kind, of, kind of an urgent backbone which yeah, is really cool. Yeah. And I think this is the biggest ear- earworm uh, out of these new songs. The who is it? Who oh. is it? You want to be that yeah. that's hard to shake. Okay. Okay. Great. Well, I'd love having that feedback because I, for me, the songs, they drive me insane when I'm, when I'm working <laughs> on an album, I'm just coming through to the other side now, but I can't sleep because the, the tunes are going through my head, you know, and I'm thinking of, Oh, does that need a harmony? Does that, you know, honestly, it's, pretty torturous <laughs> for me because I, I i i want it to be that you can't get the the, <laughs> the the earworms out of your head that's what i do now that's my thing and um if it doesn't do it to me it's not going to do it to anyone else <laughs> right well it, it's the from what you just said are you one of those creators who you don't know when to, to let something go you like you don't know when you've hit the point of diminishing returns as you're kind of woodshedding or, or working on a song or producing it like you have a hard time just sending it off um i've got i, I think i've got better at that now <laughs> um I, I i think i think i've got better i sort of know when it's when it when it's cooked and and i know when to stop now i do i do i think in my you know in my uh, dotage I, I've got I've got better at doing that and also I suppose I worry a little bit less because I know I will make another album and if it's not quite right well you know I did my best and I think it's that sort of paranoia that you've missed something or you haven't mm-hmm. done enough or 
something that can drive you mad. But um, I think I'm, I'm pretty much past that now. Yeah, I saw Gary Newman a few months ago, and I feel oh, like the, I feel like the synthesizer is the fountain of youth. His music keeps getting better. Your music keeps getting better. Transform is great. The stuff off dialogue is killer, which leads me to believe, Howard Jones, that maybe guitarists should just give it up and become keyboardists just for self-preservation, if for no other reason. Well, there's a very interesting point you make, uh, actually, because, you know, I mean, the guitar has been around since being in the beginning of rock and roll, isn't it? And it's sort of almost like it's like become, um, you know, like, you know, people, if they don't see a guitar on stage, they they think something's wrong. You know, it can't be right. It's, you know, like they (laughs) the same with drummers, you know. They look at my stage, well, you know, I programmed the drums and that's how I did it. I've done that since the beginning. So really to have a drummer on stage with me is a bit fake. And it's, it's sort of, it's sort of, it's sort of pandering to a conception of what rock and roll should be. But whereas from the synthesizer generation that we, we, we were suddenly discovering these instruments for the first time, the whole point was to break from all that and to break from convention and do things differently. And I think that maybe that could be the secret of keeping it fresh, you know, as you go, as you go forward, you know, you don't get, you're always trying to invent something. You're always trying to push the envelope. And so that keeps you youthful and um, forward thinking and, and it's sort of embracing new things. Um, I hope that's, that may be something uh, in that. <laughs> For sure. I, thinking back to the last album, uh, BT, tremendous talent who you worked with uh, and a handful of songs. The one to love you is, is this. I, I want people yeah. to go back into that one. It's such a beautiful, layered, almost hypnotic song. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, 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 I am so fortunate to um, to have met and BT. You know, he's become a really, really good friend. Um, and he, there is contribution for him on this record. You know, celebrate. Celebrated together started with a, a small idea that he sent me, and I it evolved into something into, into a big monster. But the initial <clears throat> beat and I think a bit of the bass line was 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 from was from BT, and then there's another track that you haven't heard yet, which is called "Be the Hero," that he sent me a whole track with 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 much more um, you know chord shapes and, and beats and stuff, and that's turned out to be a really you know, um, killer track. I'm hoping that he will do a kind of mix, uh, you know, his own mix of it at some point, but he's so busy at the moment. He's the busiest man. I, I think I'm busy, but he's like, mega, mega busy, um, which is great. You know, we're getting the benefit of his incredible brain. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, so I, I think the, my favourite is the lifelike remix of, 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 of The One To Love You, where he stripped it back to its, its, its essential elements. And I'm always trying to do that with my work as well. You're like, don't overcomplicate, don't have too many layers, even though it's fun to do and you, you can't resist it. Try and, you know, put a lid on it so that people kind of can get to listen to one thing at a time, not 22 things at the same time. Um, I try and do it, but I don't. But Lifelike really did that with that song. And I think that's my favorite version of it. Jumping back to the the Howard Jones of of your um, back when new song blew up right out of the gate, there was a roadmap for artists back then, back in the humans lib days. You get a record deal, get on the radio, get on MTV. 
in the modern day, when the internet's made everything accessible and perhaps more democratic, has it made it e easier or harder for artists to kind of find their way or, or make their journey? Um, I think it, I think it's it, it, I think it's even more difficult now because because of that the um, to actually sort of be noticed at all um, is harder if you're not you know, a celebrity or you're not like a superstar or you're kind of in the middle ground somewhere. I think it is, I, I just think of it like, what am I, what, you know, what am I supposed to do in my life? And it is to make music. I should never stop making new records, whether they get heard widely or not. You know, you really should do it because that's what you do. That's what you can contribute. And it may be, a diminishing or you know smaller amount of people however it's still very very valid and, and a right thing to do. i always have at that at the back of my mind i could easily stop making new new work and just tour and play the old stuff and but now something in me really feels like if you know if you're an artist you, you don't do that you keep making new work and you keep trying to progress as a person and as an artist, as a lyricist, as a writer, as a player, programmer, everything. And if you stop that process, then really um, somebody needs to give you a little shove <laughs> and say, come on. Exactly. <laughs> but unfortunately, I, I just love doing it so much. It's not, it's not really a, you know, a difficulty. Um, I, I just, I feel compelled to do it, you know, so which, which is good, isn't it? I suppose it's a, self-motivation going on for sure all, all these years later all these decades later are you okay with the fact that no one is to blame continues to bring grown men to tears well you know yes i i'm i'm, I'm very i'm very um happy that the the songs make such a connection with with people because when i'm making the music it's like it may last three, three and a half minutes a piece, but there's, I don't know how many years and, and, and months of intense energy that is poured into this small time frame, and emotion and, and thought and, you know, care. And, and so it's almost in, inevitable that it, it will, I'm thinking it should have that effect. Otherwise I'm not doing it right, you know. I mean, if it doesn't make me cry when I'm making it or make me feel super excited or, you know, you know, really hopeful about the future and everything like that, then it's not doing its job. So that's where I come from, really. That's perfect. And I'm sure you've answered this question a million times over the past several decades, <laughs> but it, it, it's hard to not talk about Live Aid. It, it, just you and a piano. <laughs> I, I, a sing-along at Wembley, if that isn't a career highlight, I, I want to hear about what places in front of that. Yeah, no, I, it's, I don't know how I could ever surpass that when it was, it was, I think when there's so much adrenaline pumping through your body that it, it, it embeds memories more. It, I, this, I don't know if this is scientifically proved. <laughs> I think I read it there somewhere that when the adrenaline really helps to, um, lock memories into you know forever and i can still feel that buzz of the audience joining in with me you know on the chorus and how um 
you know, it was transcendent moment really. And I felt so, I don't know, it's hard to describe the feeling. It was really, really a, a, um, a wonderful feeling that um, those people were singing along me, supporting me, but also supporting this great humanitarian reason for being there and to, and to, and to help people who are really suffering. And um, hard to beat that day. Yeah. I think about that a lot when Live Aid comes up. Could something like that be replicated today? It seems like on paper it should be able to because of the internet and the ability to spread information, but I, I feel like it can't. Yeah, I mean, I think it was very much, very much of its time. And I think people do do a lot of, you know, fundraising work and charity work. I mean, we, you know, as soon as with the whole Ukraine situation, I, I really wanted to, I didn't want to be just sat home thinking how terrible, you know, the, the, the people were suffering. And, you know, we, we did a show in London, you know, we organised in a few days and raised... Um, I think it was £47,000 we raised, which was in a small place, you know. So I, 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 I felt that people are doing their own thing now. They, they want to do stuff to, you know, to help. I was talking to Rod Stewart the other day and he sent three truckloads of, of stuff, you know, to, to, for, 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 um, for, to, help, to help people who are, you know, removed from their homes and, you know, stranded and stuff. Um, so yeah, so I I, I think that, that that artists are sort of doing stuff in the background that we may, we may not know about, rather than a sort of you know a big sort of gesture if if, if you know what I mean. Um, oh, I get it. Know, because in the modern day, that's called virtue signaling. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. So all right, the new album Dialogue out yeah. this summer. Uh, Howard yeah. Jones, you you continue to delight. Um, I, I, I hear your music and I, I want to hug somebody. I want to high five somebody. I, I want to go see you July 2nd at the Des Plaines Theater. Mid-year also on the bill. I mean, just two music icons uh, on stage. I'm going to ask you the question that I hate myself for asking, but Howard Jones, what is love? <laughs> uh, and maybe love is letting people be just what they want to be and not try and make them be like you, but to really celebrate the fact that they're different to you and they may leave and to celebrate that when they do, when they decide. And so it's like liberating people from your love is what real love is. It says you're not tying them up in knots. You're not tying them down. You're allowing them to be hundred percent who they are, you know, and all, all that's, yeah, that's my, that's my, that's my definition at the moment. I'm uncomfortable with how perfect of an answer that was. <laughs> well, that's very kind of you, but um, I suppose I've had plenty of time to think about it. <laughs> for, sure, for sure. All right. Howard Jones, July 2nd at the Displays Theater. You are a delight. Thank you so much for talking to me. James, thank you very much for the interview. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for your enthusiasm and your, um, you know, your, 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 your great knowledge of things I've done. Thank you so much.